Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so what are you ranting about? What's your rant? Oh, so I had a doctor's appointment today because I think uh, maybe last episode I was telling you my supply my like milk supply is kind of dwindling. Um, no, and- you didn't tell me that. Oh, well, let me tell you. So my milk supply. So I've been breastfeeding wean from the beginning um, with a little bit of challenge in the beginning, but now it's pretty good except now my supply has gone way down. Like it, it's plummeted. So what's normal, what is the ideal amount that you produce on a daily basis up to the dwindling? So I think on average, just based on, because I would like do an, I would do pumping and feeding. I give him like 30 ounces roughly in total, usually over five feeds, like six ounces of feed ish. Um, but I always doesn't seem like very much. No, it's not actually, but it, that's like, they're supposed to have between like 24 and 32 ounces, I think at this age. Okay. So it's like on the higher side, but, Uh but I always pump before I go to bed because it's like, since he was born, I've always given him that, like I've given him a nighttime bottle, which is just part of like his nighttime routine, but I pump it like the night before. Except for the last like week when I pump it, I'm getting like two ounces instead of normally I would get like eight to 10 ounces. Okay. So I'm like, oh, this is a problem. Uh-huh. So what I, does I that mean? It means that my supply, like it, it happens, like some women, it happens earlier, some women it happens later, but sometimes you don't really have a choice. You just have to switch to formula, which I have nothing against. Like, right. I'm perfectly fine feeding formula, but honestly, just because it's cheaper and more convenient, I would like to keep breastfeeding if I can, but if I can't, then yeah. that's fine. Also, I tried formula with him today and he hated it and wouldn't drink it. So that was a problem, <laughs> but I, so I had this appointment with this, uh, nurse practitioner. Can you mix that, your breast milk with formula? That's what I'm going to do. I just did. I strictly did formula, but I'm going to try to like combine them. Um, just, like tomorrow, slowly maybe. wean them off. Yeah, exactly. Like add a little bit more each time. Have you tasted um, your own breast milk? Oh, for sure. It tastes yeah. great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, it's like sugar water. Oh, okay. Kind of tastes like what like maple sap. syrup. Yeah, exactly. What's that? Body sap. Like? Body sap. I'm like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but what does formula yeah. taste like? Formula. Okay. So the formula I got him, honestly, it made me gag because it has, it. they add DHA and like a bunch of other stuff nutrients yeah yeah so it tastes like very fishy like it tastes so gross but so i can't understand why he doesn't want to have it oh my god fishy but yeah it's because of the oil you're saying anyway so i called so the doctor called me today but it wasn't the Mm -hmm. doctor like there was this nurse practitioner called me which is wonderful that's perfect i didn't need to talk to the doctor i just need to talk to someone Except this lady was like, you just need to pump more and you need to make sure you're feeding your baby breast milk because that's the best thing to feed him. I was like, 
this is not what I needed. No, like, <laughs> did she not tell you anything I, reassuring? No, I was just asking. I was like, okay, listen, well, this is the second what time happens? I've heard about Brittany having the worst doctors on the planet. I'm telling you. <laughs> What is wrong with these people? Oh my God. My actual family doctor is fantastic, but I just get hooked up with these, like the, that that's true. Actually. I had that horrible pediatrician. pediatrician. (laughs) Oh my God. And this lady today, I honestly was just like, okay, well, thank you very much for your help. Bye. But I was like, this was not helpful. Not helpful at all. Like what happens if I can't and I need to feed formula, like what would you recommend? Do I need to like provide extra vitamins or like, do I stop giving him vitamin D because it's already in the milk? Yeah. She had a thing to help me with. It was really unfortunate. She was very nice though. She was nice, but she didn't help you. Okay. And, uh, what was I going to say? This is your rant about how she didn't (laughs) help you. God, you're like the nicest ranter I've ever met. Oh, I was so annoyed. Honey, when I tell you one of my rants, oh my God. Oh, you're going to know. I can't wait. That's not even <laughs> remotely a rant. That was just like a really terrible situation that nobody helped you. Really with. annoying. <laughs> I wish I could help you. Like, I know, like somebody like my mother, she was like a very practical woman, you know? Yeah. She'd probably have some, oh, just do this, you know, like. There's probably something you could pull up in an old almanac from the forties that would help you. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, for sure. It's so funny though, because like everyone, there's a lot of people try to be helpful, uh, particularly like my parents' generation. People like with no children like me. <laughs> well, no, you're very helpful, but like there's an, there's like older ways to do stuff. Right. But some of that yeah. stuff, like you're not supposed to do it anymore. So my mom, what she tell um, you to smoke a pack of cigarettes? Like, geez. no, <laughs> go to the doctor's office and smoke a pack of cigarettes. Don't um, leave here until you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. How are you feeling? Otherwise all good. I was supposed looking, to go. You're see looking my- very uh, casual and very relaxed with your hair down. Relaxed. I showered off the shoulder <laughs> sweatshirt. Very nice. Thank you. Mm. I'm bringing out my summer clothes. Ah, uh, yes. This one's a little twisted. Um, <laughs> also I was pumping right before we got on here. So I was like, where's the nearest shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the shirt that I'm wearing. <gasps> Uh, I remember I was cleaning somebody's house and she came home from work and she's like, I'm sorry, Kelly, but I have to pump right now. So she just plops out right in front of the, like on the kitchen counter and just starts pumping away. She's on her phone, you know, pumping and just getting stuff done. It's just really funny. She's like, thank you. (laughs) Bye. I was like, okay, bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) I'm very unfamiliar with this equipment. Like I think I've seen like the apparatus, but I don't, I'm not really I don't know. There's so much, the technology is so crazy. I don't oh, know. it is. And it's so, I think it's changed. Like it's, there's lots of changes. Like you can get ones that are like wireless that you like literally slip in your bra and you can wow. just go about your life. I don't have that. So wow. it's like literally suction cups, but the way that I, that you do it, you can like put it in a way that like it, that the bra holds them in place. So you can be using your hands. Yeah. Cause women aren't doing enough. Right. 
yeah. we got to make sure that we can do more while we're doing all this other extra shit. Exactly. Thank while you're you. milking yourself. Just another <laughs> thing that, you know. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, good question. Oh, I'm okay. I just, I've had a couple of weird days, but it's okay. I just oh, yeah? emotionally, yeah, I had this moment. I'm, I had this really crippling insecurity. I don't know. Sometimes it gets me sometimes, you know, it's hard work just being, it's hard work to be confident, you know? Yes. And that is, I, I get, I understand this. Yeah, no, I just, I have this issue sometimes where I tend to compare myself. And when I get to that place where I'm comparing myself and this, I'll tell you, I'll just tell, I'll be honest about the particular situation. Yeah. There was a person that I used to know, going to try to keep it as vague as possible. A person I used to know, and we were pretty close as friends. Okay. And then there was a situation where I felt that she was being there was a situation where I was concerned for her safety. Okay. Okay. So I brought it to the attention of people that had the authority to deal with the issue. And the situation that was compromising her safety, in my opinion, ended because the person that was creating this unsafe situation was removed from okay. our surroundings. Yeah. But that sounds like the right thing to do. She stopped talking to me and yeah. we're not friends anymore. And she's up, she was upset because I blew up her spot or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I had been made aware of the this unsafe situation. Like, yeah. Ages and ages ago and was asked not to say anything. Yeah. And then it sort of escalated to a place where I was concerned even more concerned. So I yeah. thought it was the best thing, not just for this person, but I felt like, okay, this is not just about her. It's about everyone. So yeah. Anyway. So that's so hard. She, I've always had kind of an interesting relationship with this person because she's what almost, almost 20 years younger than me, similar okay. to you and me very young, but she's like, I really had to work on myself, Brittany, about this situation, because I know that I'm, there's parts of me that are envious and, you know, jealous and competitive. And there's all these things about myself that were revealed through this relationship with this person. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't want to, oh, how do I say this? I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, anyway, she just she's just living her life and that's fine. Um, I stopped following her on social media. I just, there's one account that I do see of hers and I think I'm going to have to unfollow that one too. Basically I'm yeah. at that place right now. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with her necessarily. It's more about where, what it does to me, like how it, what it triggers in me. That's yeah. all. Well, it's it hard triggers, to get out of those mindsets sometimes it triggers an insecurity that I'm not comfortable with. Like, I just don't, uh, not hundred percent sure where, where it's coming from. And I need to explore that obviously, yeah. like, because I have nothing to be insecure about. No, but there's like, there's this weird thing that she triggers in me that I just don't, 
I, do, I don't want it to be about her. Like I know, like I said, it's something I got to work on on myself. That's all. So that's where I've been the last couple of yeah, days. That's so trying hard to though. Work through. Well, it's about just, I'm fine now. Like a couple of days ago, it was really bad because I was feeling very like, oh, very like envious almost. Yeah. And just like less than and it was just taking yeah. me to a place where I just don't want to go you know I just don't want to be there I completely understand mm-hmm. there's um like I've been in situations like that but then separate from that just honestly having Wayne I find yeah. myself constantly comparing him to other babies Oh, and I'm like constantly having to remind myself that like he's on his own curve. Right. And he's, he's hitting every milestone earlier, like slightly early, whatever he's doing a perfectly good job. There's no issues, but it's hard not to be like, why isn't he doing that? (laughs) I know, but that has nothing to do with him. Right. Like it has to do with okay, your ideas around, exactly, you know, and your expectations and where those expectations come from and, and how realistic they are. Well, not even that. It's just like, where do your expectations come from? Like who told you that it has to be like this, you know? Exactly. And that's where I have to do, I have to remove myself enough to go, okay, let's get real here. Like, I don't want this person's life. I really don't like, it's not what I want. Everything I I have, everything I need right here, right now in this moment, I don't need X, Y, Z. I don't need anything else. We're good. We're good. Those are the moments you kind of just have to sit back or like kind of take a step back and go, there's nothing wrong with my current situation. And the fact that like my mindset is the thing that's wrong. Yeah. And just getting into a better mindset. And, you know, even if I can't, which I couldn't in the one day, like on Sunday, it was bad. So I was just like, it's really hard. I just have to accept that this is the way it is today. And tomorrow will be a better day, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was a little better yesterday, a little better today. So it's just like, it's fine. And I know what I need to do to make myself feel better. Like I know what I need to do. I'm old enough to know. I have enough clarity to be aware that I need to do certain things to make my, make it right you know, set myself in the right direction. But it was just interesting because I hadn't had that feeling for a while, especially with this person. So yes. Yeah. Because you just saw that one thing on social media. Yeah. It is very much about that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll tell you, go this far. It has to do with my boxing. I don't know how you call that my boxing, uh, training, I guess. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I have been feeling very, like, not so great at boxing lately. And that's a big deal to me because for me, it's a big part of my life. And I've, like, I told you my hormonal stuff's happening. So I'm just not, I don't have the energy to like, push myself to the level that I want to be at, you know what I mean? Training with my athletic pursuits. Yeah. And this person is very athletic, younger, all these things, younger, faster, stronger. And it's very hard to, and I can't compare myself to that because I don't, we're not in the same place. Like it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's impossible. It's so hard though. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard sometimes 
to take that step back, especially with social media. Social media is so dangerous. You have to be very vigilant. And yeah, it's one thing I taught. I was very clear with the the kids, especially growing up, like, be careful. It's not true. Even Greg, I I have to tell him like, that's not true. You know, that's fake, right? Like I have to tell him, Greg, that's not real. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's not real. I respect my sister a couple of years ago. She took a step back and like cut out all social media and just started reintroducing it now. Yes. Um, Just because she realized like she was kind of losing touch with some of the people, some people that she wanted to be in touch with. Right. Um, but it did a number on her mental health. Like she's in such a good place now, like an amazing place. That's good. It does wonders. That's interesting because your sister has, you know, she's obviously, you know, um, like, can I say this? She's very attractive and she's extremely attractive. She was like a personal trainer. (laughs) I'm going to show her this part of the, uh, get her to listen to this part of the uh, podcast. She was like a personal trainer too or something. Right. Yeah. She was a personal trainer. She did like a bunch of, um, bodybuilding competitions. She competed Uh, in like the bikini. See, that'll do a number on you, hon. Yes. I'm sorry, but that stuff is so laser focused on certain things that it's hard to break out and like, well, the big picture, like 99% of those people from the shows that I went to is even though it's not my thing, like I would go and Mark and I would be like, woo. (laughs) 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 um like i would say maybe not 99 but a quite a few of those women and men have Mm -hmm. like plastic surgery and Mm -hmm. like some of the men are using steroids some of the women probably too it's just a it's not it's a very toxic environment so she kind of removed herself from that but still is like very athletic like runs and does weight lifting and stuff like that just for her own personal fun And that's it. You have to remind, I have to remind myself personally, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Like, why do I box? Why do I do this? Why, why, why? Exactly. I do it because I love the sport. I do it because I love the community. I do it because I want to be fit when I'm 80, you know, like it's not about, I'm not probably ever going to fight again. I'm probably never going to fight again because who knows? I mean, if I do, that's great. I'll try one, uh, you know, whenever, if someone yeah. wants to fight me, I'll do it, but it's not likely because I'm of a certain age and weight and all that stuff, but you never know. Um, yeah. But there's so many other reasons to, to continue with your boxing. Lots of reasons beyond just that, but mm-hmm. it's so, yeah, it's so hard. It's you just hard. Step back sometimes. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. Can Do you, you think that you <laughs> I appreciate the song. it is to be a person? <laughs> it is. That's my I would story. go a step further and say it's harder to be a woman than a man. <laughs> oh, it's 1000% true. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to all our male listeners, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not even that it's harder. It's that we're the ones who can handle it, man. Because if the guys had to do what we had to do, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, even just like multitasking and stuff, I feel like yeah, like pumping that. and having to do other things at the exactly. same time. Exactly, can't just sit on your bed holding your pumps. <laughs> can't just relax, let the milk flow like you're a cow in a barn. I sent my dad a picture of the or like a gif when I was first yeah. starting to pump, <laughs> and I 
my dad's like, oh yeah, how's it going? How are you feeling? Whatever. And I, I don't even think I sent him words. I just sent him this gif of this cow with a blonde wig on and the wig is like flapping in the wind. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I felt like a blonde cow in that moment. Blonde cow. Just mil- <laughs> milking myself. <laughs> anyway, so uh, on that note, <laughs> I was going to try to segue into like other believable characters are things like pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this. Okay, first of all, welcome everyone to this wonderful <laughs> pumping booby session of Squintcast. I'm Squintcast. I'm Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, oh, I can't believe we have another treasure on our hands with this one, but there we go. Very exciting. I, I, I probably just spoiled it, but whatever. I feel like I like this episode. Yes. And I hope that you do too. Because it is a lot of Hodgins. The <laughs> <laughs> whole episode, I'm like, oh no. We need to talk. <laughs> Are you kidding? Drunk Hodgins is great. Singing yes. in the water Hodgins is hilarious. I love okay. like, I love Let the it. record show. Kelly loves Hodgins. I don't love Hodgins. <laughs> I just thought it was, it was funny. This whole episode is hilarious. This whole episode is hilarious. And we're about to meet in this first. Okay. I guess, sorry. This is bone season one, episode 18. <laughs> The man with the bone. Man with the bone. All right, start us off, Brett. (laughs) Oh my God. So (laughs) Brennan and Booth are walking down this hall, very clinical (laughs) hallway, very sterile looking. It literally (sighs) looks like a dungeon. Like they're just walking through the hall of a dungeon. So they're going to the morgue. And Brennan is just going off about the fact that, like, she thinks it's ridiculous that all these. Like that people always try to hide away death and that's why they're walking through this ridiculous corridor in the basement of some building to go to the morgue. Um, Booth is just like, okay, that's, that's nice. Good, good talk, Brennan. Anyway, so they finally get to the room that they're supposed to go well, into. It's Oh, tell me more. What, well, no, just Booth, he makes a good point here because she, you know, Brennan is going off about Dink dank dingy basements and then booth points out well not all of us has a multi-million dollar facility to work in that's true (laughs) this literally looks like a high school basement i thought it looked fine to a a pool basement to a hospital it's fine yeah and then brennan goes off about oh booth she's like you probably think it i get off on this and you were so titillated (laughs) You think it's titillating. She and he's likes like, to use big words. And he's like, words, Brennan. Like, please don't use that word. <laughs> it is a good intro to this episode because this episode is much lighter than a lot of the episodes we've experienced recently. Wow. Especially the um, last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the last one. We're about to meet the creepiest character of all mm-hmm. of Bones so far. Uh, Dr. Harry Tepper. Um, He is... I guess, is he the coroner? He's the coroner for the FBI. I was like, who is this guy? He's a creep who um, makes all sorts of comments toward Brennan that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he 
he was looking at the body of a murder victim, Mm -hmm. a murder victim that was laying there with skin on their body, (laughs) which Brennan is not happy about, but in his hand, his hand that has skin on it. Yes. There's a bone, Mm -hmm. a finger bone to be precise. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't see that in his hand, but we're told that it was in his hand at one point, except that this wonderful coroner, I'm saying that he's a coroner, he's a medical examiner or something. Um, He had put that specific bone inside a little cup with a bunch of fluid Mm -hmm. and the fluid is supposed to, is supposed to sterilize the bone. Yeah. And it decontaminates it. Yeah, exactly. Brennan loses her shit because she's <laughs> like, is this your first day on the job? Why would you do this? You're removing all the particulates and trace elements. Now we're never going to be able to find the killer. Mm. And the guy is just like loving. I know her being this like aggressive woman. Yes. He's like, you're intense. I know he gets all excited when Brennan's mad and he likes it's, it when she, like, she's all like angry. Brennan's definitely his dom in this one. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And Booth is just like, sit, like standing there. Like, I wouldn't say that. Like, okay. Yeah, I know. He's like warning Harry, the coroner slash medical examiner. Like, don't, don't get up and don't start talking like that. Don't do that. But I love how Brennan like takes the jar with the liquid and the bone. And she's so pissed. Like, how I was this bird. She opens up the jar. She drains the liquid out onto the table where the corpse is. And Booth's like, what are you doing? And she's like, closes the jar and she storms out of there. She's so mad about it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like literally slams the door behind her. Mm -hmm. And that's when she wasn't even in the room. That's when the medical examiner is like, she's intense. And then smiles (laughs) and Booth is like, oh, I know. So creeped out. out. (laughs) This next scene is super, super fun. It really is. Much like when we watch episodes it is a little bit of a guessing game and the staff at the medical legal lab decided to play a little guessing game yes of who that figure belongs to so angela thinks native american yes what other guesses do we have zach british colonial i don't know Hodgins, American revolutionary, although he later changes his guess to pirates, uh, pirate, right. but we're going to discuss that. I love how they're like, they're in the bone room with the files of bones and they're like, they're all getting bones to look at bones. And so they're pulling out bones from these files and they're like, oh, I know, I know. Let's, I think it's this. I think it's that. So they're playing this game. Like they're betting on who's going to be right when Booth walks in and he's like, what game are we playing? And then Zach says, Oh, look, Brennan, it's the evidence destroyer. <laughs> and then Booth says, I hope you're joking, because if you're not, I'll kill you. So I was yeah. laughing because Booth threatened death again to Zach. Oh, my God. To kill him. He's like, always push. I feel like their relationship is very like Booth kind of threatens Zach or like ignores him, just generally doesn't treat him on the surface very well. And Zach is like, ooh, okay. Well, Booth We're treats friends. him like a kid. Yes, exactly. You know? But I love Booth in this whole episode. He's just so great. He's, yes. Uh, he's come in here. Everybody's playing this guessing game. When's the bone? Where's the bone from? And he asks everybody what they found. And he starts playing with some of 
uh, Brennan's equipment picks up like a magnifying glass yeah. and he's looking she at grabs her it. He's like, what's going on? And she's like, ah, she grabs it from him. She's like, it's such a stick in the mud. Eh? She won't let them have any fun. And she mentions that they found evidence of what's called tertiary syphilis on the bone, which dates basically this is an illness that was very common like 300 years ago. So it's very exciting. And that's why they're playing this game about where this bone is from. Cause they want to figure out like who this person was that owned this finger. It could be a fascinating find. Yes. I, f- I feel like they kind of come to this conclusion based on the information that you just presented. Okay. Yeah. We think that this may be a pirate after Hodgins kind of goes on like a little bit of a rant about like the legend of Blackbeard and stuff. We don't need to talk about that, but based <laughs> on that and like based on other things that like where the, where the finger was found, all that kind of stuff. Right. Think, okay. This is the finger of a pirate. And so yes. we end up at Assateague, Assateague Island, Assateague, yeah. mm-hmm. Assateague Island National Seashore and Brennan, this is like Brennan and Booth in the SUV, but they don't talk. It's just like they they roll up on yeah. this like massive pirate statue. That's how we like are introduced to this area. Yes. I guess that's where the money pit is, which is what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched The Curse of Oak Island? Yes. Mark and I were so into that for multiple seasons, except they never anywhere and we just gave up on it. They just never find anything. They never basically. find anything. Yeah. Cause back at the lab, they were all like, oh, it's got to be a pirate. And then when Booth said where the bone was found, Astigue Island, that's when Hodgins said, oh, there's a big treasure there. Yeah. Blackbeard's that's treasure. Where the money pit is. And Hodgins was really honing in and wanting to go on this into the field on this one because he wanted to go oh, to yeah. Assateague Island. He's desperate to get there. And then, yeah, so he's desperate. Then Brennan has to put her foot down because he's so excited about this treasure. And this is when Brennan calls him Jack. She calls Hodgins Jack. Yeah. She's like, Jack, that's enough. Like, we don't know who this person is. Yeah. Stop we're looking for answers. Yeah, we're looking for answers, not for not treasure. treasure. <laughs> But they're Booth and Hodgins are like, they're so oh, excited yeah. about pirate treasure. They're like little it's kids. So funny. So it's funny. so cute. And Brandon's well, like, what's the big deal about what's why are you guys so oh, excited? Yeah. And then Angel's like, oh, it's a guy thing. She calls Brennan <laughs> sweetie. She goes, it's a guy thing, sweetie. Sweetie. Well, they were friends. <laughs> Maybe the sweetie thing is so annoying i feel like Uh zach is very impressionable so at this point he's like getting on board with wanting to enjoy pirates yes but booth and brennan oh yeah no this is such a so i love it so great (laughs) yeah so as you were saying they, they they drive up to the dig site oh yeah so they're at the dig site and they're trying to talk about who macy was the guy who died And how he ended how how he ended up here. So we find out that he has a, a partner that participated in the dig with him, or like that was running the dig with him. This right. guy Hardwick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brennan cannot understand how sane people can be looking for treasure. And Booth makes the comment that isn't that what archaeologists do? <laughs> and she is like so offended and tries to explain to him that 
archaeologists use science and evidence based on explorations. They don't just look at some pirate movie and decide that they're going to go and die for buried treasure. So anyway, they end up um, finding out that this guy, Brandon Rose, this super, super rich guy, um, is funding the dig. Mm-hmm. And they want to go and talk to him. He's some billionaire adventurer that Booth has obviously heard of, but because Brandon yeah. doesn't own a TV, she has no <laughs> idea who he is. <laughs> but what did she say? She says something. It, sorry, like, Branson Rose, not Brandon. I think it's yes, Brandon. Branson Rose. Branson Rose. Something about. Uh, oh, he said you don't own a TV. She's like, yes, I was busy doing something else or something. I don't know. She was. Oh yeah, when, like when later when they we find out that she is that she does diving and later oh. we find when she does that yeah he's like oh like i didn't know that you were a diver and she's like yeah i can do that because i have all this extra time for not owning a tv <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part though you have to talk about this uh when they go up to branson rose God. who's arguing with a uh, hardwick giles hardwick about you know shutting down the dig and everything and they're ignoring Booth. Like Booth's like, excuse me, excuse me. Like he's trying to get their attention. And then what happened? Poor guy. And then Bre- Brennan is like, FBI, you're all under arrest. And everyone <laughs> is silent. <laughs> Except for Booth, because he's like, mm, Bones, I'm the one with the badge. You can't just be saying that. <laughs> but this gets Rose's attention, though, because he's yes. like, they find out they they tell him like we think that there's been a murder and he's like there's a murder that must mean that he found something like worth being murdered for and yeah, even though when, he, when sorry you know booth you go says, no when booth says yeah we're here to investigate a murder and then brennan sidles up next to booth and she's right behind his shoulder and she goes yeah a murder she's like <laughs> she she is she is the comic relief of this episode just like all the stuff that she does yeah go on sorry you're all under arrest (laughs) oh my god so hardwick had thought it was an accident so he had told rose that this was that that there was this accident yeah rose finds out that there's this murder and he's like put all my put all my stuff back he must have found something that was worth killing for we got to figure out what that was yeah and i am down to continue funding this dig yes <sighs> and then we have our intro back at the lab okay so yeah we're back at the lab and i've decided i need to find a song for back at the lab because we do say that a lot so we're like back at the lab deck and hodgins in the lab (laughs) (laughs) we do mash (laughs) (laughs) the pirate mash so um 
back at the lab, Zach is, I said, he's looking at a rudimentary Reddit chat room about uh, Blackbeard and the money pit at Assateague Bay. And he's talking to Hodgins about all the curses, all the Blackbeard curses and goings on. And they're very, they're just, it's exposition. It's like, ooh, and this year this happened and this person died and that person, this happened, all these curses and this fell and all these people died and blah, blah, blah. It's very exciting. And then Brennan is leading the coroner slash medical examiner, the creepy coroner, Harry, into the lab by his arm. And she's squeezing his arm really hard because she doesn't want him to compromise any more evidence. Oh, and he's and, loving it. He's like, he oh, loves it's a little it. tight. He's like, oh, I like it. Like, she's like, he's like, oh, you're holding my arm so tight. And she's like, what did she say? She's like, oh, sorry. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird element that they've introduced in this episode oh it's guy. such a creepy and when he oh, says it oh my as, god i know and booth is swiping them onto the platform and he turns around he looks at harry like what the fuck did you like, just say like, can we not <laughs> like you're so creepy oh my god um, so give uh, hodgins the evidence out of this box which is some dirt and stuff that was found in the victim's throat yeah. And Hodgins is pretty excited to start working on that. Yes. Um, he's about to walk away, but he stops him from walking away. Booth stops Hodgins from walking away just to make the point. I don't know why, but to make the point, like, we need you to do what, what you do, like your dirt thing, like match the slime to the crime, <laughs> figure out how he was killed. And it's like, yeah, that's obviously what he was about to do. He was just walking oh my- away to do that. God, I couldn't believe he said that match the slime to the crime to the crime i was laughing so hard i was like what the hell's going on and hodges was not he's like whatever man jesus and then brennan is like okay turns to this creepy emmy and is Mm -hmm. like i'd like to look at the x-rays of the victim's skeleton just like very matter of fact and he's like "Ooh, bossy (laughs) and booth is just like do not go there like stop what you were (laughs) doing He's trying to like control Harry, the examiner, because he's oh so like so you're like... creepy. <laughs> his funny, eyes are like bulging out of his head. We're it's not even so at the funny. creepiest thing he says in this scene. So funny. Oh my god. So Hodgins <laughs> is still standing there. They they realize that he needs to, well, Hodgins is kind of trying to milk this case a little bit because he wants to go into the money pit. So he brings up to them that he really should, because they need to figure out if he died at the top of the pit or the bottom of the pit or if, and then he floated up. So, you know what? He should really go into the money pit to take some samples and it has to be him because it needs to be done properly. And I I wouldn't trust anyone else to do it. Um, At the end of this, even though he's obviously making his case selfishly because he just wants to go there, they do let him. Um, yeah, but this is after his diver. He and Brennan talk about their diving experience. Like she's yeah. testing him on his like, where have you dove before? Where how do you say it? dive, dove? Dove? I don't know. I'm going with So that. they start she starts saying names of famous reefs and famous places where people dive. And then finally he like convinces her to let him go. So it's yeah. like really excellent. So he's definitely going in to dive. And that's um, where uh, the TV comment came because that's when Booth's like, you dive too? Like, what the hell can't you do? And she's like, yeah, I, I felt spare time from not watching television. And then did you catch what Harry the Emmy said? 
Yes. That's throwing up in my mouth. He's like, oh, you wear a rubber suit then. Whoa. (laughs) And Booth lifts his finger again to like warn Harry, like, "Mm, don't stop being creepy. Can I admit something? I need to admit something. Yeah. Before this scene, I watched it with Mark. Before the scene, we had paused the, the episode yeah and i said to mark i was like you know what's so great about this show it's timeless like you can really like watch it at any point and it just seems like it's a new show and then immediately after we press play this close-up of a computer monitor screen filled with dates and data that looked like it was from 1990 yeah the screen like it looks like they're playing oregon trail i was like i know i know I Sometimes take it the, the technology cracks me up, eh? But like the timing, uh, Mark was like, no. <laughs> yes, oh Brittany. Timeless. Look at those graphics. Timeless. So good. Basically, <laughs> it looks like an iPad. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, mm. Hodgins wastes no time. Yes. We are back on that site, the dig site. And Hodgins I'm glad is you in call it a dig suit. site too. I call it a okay, dig good. site too. <laughs> Perfect. We're we're on the same page. Yay! Yay! And I've never seen Hodgins happier in my entire life. Oh like my ever. God. He's so like excited. sauntering around, like smiling so much. Mm-hmm. Booth and Hardwick are talking. Because Booth is just trying to get an idea of like who's on the site, who's gonna be helping hodgins go down at that while this is all happening the mayor who is wearing a pirate outfit approaches them because he's annoyed that they're that they're keeping the tourists so far back apparently he's risen tourism 63 percent since he took office so he's not ashamed of his pirate outfit (laughs) so this guy this mayor dressed it dressed up like a pirate oh my god he's like so upset that the mm-hmm. tourists are being held back from this crime scene. I know. Which really, it, the crime scene happens to be this money pit that they want to see. Anyway, his wife, who is way too pretty to be married to him, is dressed also in a costume, which is interesting. But she's dressed like a barmaid, basically, which is odd, but okay. He's Booth is like, oh, is this your pirate queen? <laughs> <laughs> I was more laughing about how much of a Jaws mayor. You ever see the movie Jaws? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the mayor's like upset because they want to shut down the beach and they'll tour. He's like a Jawsing it up, you know, with like, oh, yeah. Let the tourists see the dig, you know, it's really cracked me up. So basically, Booth completely dismisses this mayor is like, well, I'm sorry that they don't get a good view, but this is a crime scene. So suck it up. And (laughs) he turns to an FBI agent. And says, will you please escort the pirate and his wench behind the yellow tape? (laughs) I was like, so yeah, the mayor is not happy about that, but that's fine. He booth turns back to Hardwick and they continue on with their conversation, talking about this guy, Dean McGinnis, who is going to help Hodgins. I just forgot his name for a second. He's going to help him (laughs) go down this shaft. Hodgins looks like he's just been in a candy store and he's a small child so excited he's speaking like a pirate he's saying avast ye lubers (laughs) (laughs) anyway he can't stop grinning they're getting him ready to go down 
and we don't mm. actually get to see him go down right away. We end up back at no, back yeah, in the lab. Right. Yes, back at the lab with Angela and Brennan. I don't know what song I'm singing right now. I like it. She, uh, Angela's asking Brennan if she thinks it's a pirate's finger. And then Brennan is just not having any fun with this at all. Like it's she's just, way too serious. She's too serious about this finger. And they have this quick conversation about whether or not it's worth murdering someone over something like this. And then Brennan describes this case that she worked on. I don't know the details, but they were horrific where one, one woman did terrible things to another woman because uh, she stole her favorite pair of slippers yeah. And An- Angela says, do you, so you think there is a treasure and Brennan says that she thinks there's greed and yeah. that is the real curse. That greed is the curse. Yeah. And Angela just folds her arms over her chest and is like, Hmm. Hmm. And Brennan just walks away. Like, I know okay, this, this conversation is done. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Back to work. So <laughs> we're back at the dig site with Dean Hodgins. <laughs> oh my god anyway so dana is being super helpful he's trying to prepare hodgins for going down the shaft explaining to booth who's also there like why he's an airline why can't he just use a tank like he's being pretty helpful answering all their questions we find out that dean's brother had been part of this crew as well but he had passed away actually in the shaft he's really preparing Hodgins and reminding him it's a dangerous dive and that he should take seriously. Yeah. Which is not really deterring Hodgins at all, who is smiling oh my so, God. so much. Having so much fun. But while, um, yeah, so he's sort of suiting up Hodgins and sort of using some cryptic talk with Hodgins and Hodgins, I don't know, like he's listening to Dane saying all this stuff and he's like, slow down guy. Like, don't ruin my fun. Like you're cramping my style, like saying all this serious shit. Like I get it. I'm a diver. Yeah. I don't need to hear all this. Like stop being such a downer, Debbie downer, but Dane's very serious and intense. And then Hodgins is like, oh, so happy. He's in the water. He's diving. He's having a great time. And while that's happening, Ruth and Dane are having this weird sparring match where they're like talking to each other. Like Dane's got a real attitude. Oh yeah. And Dane looks exactly like, in my opinion, a better looking version of Daryl from the walking dead. He was Norman walking dead. Actually this guy really. Yeah. This actor was in the walking dead. He played a character on the walking dead. Did he pay, play Daryl's brother? Because no, be we know character. Michael Rooker played his brother. Everyone knows that <laughs> Michael Rooker has now gone on to make quadruple millions of dollars being in Marvel movies. Oh yeah. He it's plays crazy. what's his face in the in guardians, right? Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. The blue guy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He makes a lot of money. Anyway, so this guy who looks, in my opinion, like Daryl from The Walking Dead, definitely has an attitude, like you said. He says some interesting things as they're talking, like you said. Like, he's saying, this guy swims like a squid. And Booth is kind of like, no, he swims like a squint. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't really think anything of it. It's just, anyway, he's just making some comments here and there. Mm Mm-hmm he takes this job very, very seriously and is in it to find this treasure. And that's why he keeps going even after the passing of his, of his dad. 
Um, Hardwick is also there and he's extremely impressed that Hodgins is making it as, down as far as he is. In fact, Hodgins makes it all the way down to 200 feet or 200 meters, sorry, no, 200 feet, which is the furthest that they've gotten. And when he gets to the bottom, he finds a skull. I know. And this is like a huge find. Mm-hmm. Dean is like losing his shit. He's so excited. Hardwick is losing their his shit. They're high-fiving. They're laughing. They're cheersing. And Booth is just staring at the screen, like looking at what Hodgins found, just absolutely fascinated. Yes. And They're all very excited about this. Oh my God. Including Hodgins Booth. Face. Like Booth is like really excited about this. Oh yeah. And Hodgins <clears throat> is just like, like his, his eyes are so wide. He is grinning from ear to ear. He is glowing. Yeah. And just like looking at this skull and it's just absolutely yeah. incredible. Pretty wild. Back at the lab. We're going back, back the lab. to the lab. Back to the lab. <laughs> back to the lab. Here we go. Brennan and Zach in the lab with Hodgins and Booth. <laughs> and Dr. Goodman. Yes. So I'll just, I'll go through this. So they just confirm the skeleton is 300 years old, that they're a male in their 20s, five foot six, and they had scurvy and syphilis. And sounds like a pirate. Sounds like a pirate. Zach is convinced (laughs) it's a pirate. Hodgins argues that it could be an executed member of Blackbeard's crew uh, because they would have like buried the treasure and killed everybody that knew about it type of thing. And then finally, Brennan concedes and agrees that they will move forward with the assumption that it is a pirate. So they're all like, yes. And she's even smiling. She's like, yeah. this would be an extraordinary find. I know. Huh. <laughs> oh my God. I love they, it. She does make a point though, because she is wondering how the bones were able to stay so well preserved, yes, even though yes. they're 300 years old. Very um, good and question. Hodgins does point out that there was some sort of shaft about 50 feet down with a layer of blue putty with silicone and clay that would have created a watertight seal until now they busted this thing open right so they think that that could help to explain why the bones are in such good condition and hodgins did take his samples and he thinks that something is buried down there because the bones were laying on top of something else he thinks yes yes Dr. Goodman comes in and is like, yo, <laughs> that's nice that you guys are in here like playing pirate, <laughs> but you need to get to my office because I have an angry billionaire losing it and he won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just so glad Goodman is here. Oh, I love Goodman. What a I wonderful character Goodman too. I love him so much. We do end up back in his office with mm-hmm. him. Dr. Goodman is there with him. Yes. Uh, with Booth and Brennan and this billionaire. Mm-hmm. And this billionaire obviously has no understanding of a crime scene. And, or doesn't care that it's a crime scene. He's like, you found important bones. I paid for this site. So those are my bones. Mm-hmm. And Booth mm-hmm. is explaining to him like, that's nice that you think that, but we have a crime scene and we have to do things to investigate. So suck it up. And he is not pleased at all. Mm-hmm. Basically 
goes off in a huff. Yeah. And Booth starts to realize that he, okay, yeah, he might have had a motive, but he was going to split whatever they found, the earnings from whatever they found with Hardwick and Macy. Right. And by Macy being out of the picture, then that allows Hardwick to make more money. Right. So Hardwick, as of the end of this scene, is mm-hmm. number one suspect. Suspect yes. numero uno. Numero uno. So there's a lot of going back and forth from the dig site to the FBI, etc. I have yeah. no concept, no concept as to where this dig site is compared to. Same. I'm not even going to bother looking it up. I don't care. Oh, there uh, we go. You're right. If I do the visitor center, it says four and a half hours driving. Thank you. So that's like going to Bancroft and back all the time. That'd be <laughs> that's terrible. like driving to Ottawa. <laughs> Awful. That's a long drive. Yeah, no, thank you. Unless they There's all got a- hotel rooms. This is multiple days then for sure. But Booth and Brennan are back at the FBI. So quickly. Hodges maybe got a hotel. Also, this billionaire, I guess. Did the billionaire fly in? He probably has a helicopter. True. This is very important stuff, okay? (laughs) Anyway, Booth goes back to the dig site to have a talk with Giles. I called him Giles, but he's Hardwick. Hardwick seems to have had a really great relationship with Macy. Actually, they were very close and Booth is kind of questioning like whether or not he killed him. And then uh, Giles or Hardwick shows Booth a huge scar that he got from like after having saving going, uh, sorry, after he tried to save Macy in a particular uh, situation from a sinkhole, then, I think, which is insane. From a sinkhole, yeah. yeah. And that Macy had the same type of uh, situations. He got him out of all kinds of scrapes too. But then while he lifted his shirt, uh, Booth noticed some bruising around his ribs that he'd yeah. gotten beat up. And he was asking like, what's with all the bruising from the, you know, where'd you get that? So it turns yeah. out Macy was sleeping Oops. with the mayor's wife. With the wench. The pirate queen <laughs> and Hardwick somehow came to his friend's defense and the mayor beat him up. Oops. Booth. So Hardwick keeps walking off after this revelation is he mm. has to get to wherever he's going. And Booth is kind of just standing there like by the docks, like thinking this over at this right. point. I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't think Hardwick did it. I didn't get that feeling from him at all. Like, it seemed like they had a very genuine friendship, yeah. him and this yeah. guy, Macy. Yeah. So, well, he Brennan, carries around a photograph of them with their first treasure. Yeah. If you if you carry a photo around of your best friend, I think that you probably didn't kill them. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find <laughs> out. But Brennan was left behind. It seems like Booth went by himself this time. Mm. And Brennan is back at the lab. Mm. And she's entering the the bone room to go examine the the full set the full skeleton that they were able to find and uh the skeleton's gone it's completely disappeared 
where the hell are her bones, Kelly? Oh, this is so hilarious. Where are my bones? She's just like screaming it to the lab. Like She's generally. screaming. Where are my bones? Yelling and screaming. Zach says, oh, I left them over there. He walks in. He goes, they were right here. Like, I don't know where they went. She's absolutely flipping her like lid. She's so pissed. And the next scene, we see her yelling at Goodman. So she's like doing this thing where she's got her arms on her, like hands on her hips and she's leaning on her, standing on her tippy toes, screaming in Goodman's face. Uh, what is that about... called? That, that's like a business thing. Is it? It's like a special pose. Anyway, I saw <laughs> it in a TV show. <laughs> So she's yelling at him. She's like, I could have worked anywhere else. You know, I have Stanford University wanted me to work there. I can't believe the lack of security here. And then Booth and Angela walk in. They go, chill out, Brennan, like chill out. Take a chill pill. Take a chill (laughs) pill. And then Angela calls her honey, which is like almost the same as telling someone to calm down. Oh, yeah. And then Brennan is like, listen, dude. And then Booth says something like, you know, we're doing everything we can. We're going to start interviewing security personnel. And when he said that, I was like, don't they have cameras in this place? Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. It was a little bit odd. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They basically tell her to calm down. She does actually start to calm down because they're kind of like, this isn't helping. Yeah. Like you said, we're going to do all these things. And she's like, okay, yeah, you're right not really helping mm-hmm. goodman is like you know what i've already ordered all on duty security personnel to give a minute by minute account of their rounds booth wants off duty as well and thank you zach here he mm-hmm. comes what does he have well they didn't get the whole skeleton because he still had the finger bone dun, 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 dun. so he's the hero in this moment because then brennan looks at the finger bone and she says there's something about this bone they didn't want us to know. Ooh, I'm so intrigued. Also, there's no B plot. No. In this episode. It's all A plot. Yeah, well, they're all working together. I love it. I love it. So I love much. it. And yeah. You don't get a lot of um, episodes like this, but we are back. So Booth is still out there on the island. Oh, wait, no, he was there. That's so weird. I know. That's so he what was I'm back at the about. Jeffersonian and now he's back interviewing the pirate queen who confirms that she was having or she had a one-time it sounded like one-time fling with macy while she was married to the mayor and at the end after she admits that because she's like oh no i didn't i barely knew macy and then booth confronts her and is like listen i already know she basically i thought this was so odd she begs booth yeah to not let this case ruin her marriage She's like, listen, my, like my marriage, I love, I love the mayor. I I did something stupid and, but I, but I love him and, and I don't want to lose my relationship with him. So if you don't mind, like if you could conduct your investigation in a way that won't ruin my marriage. And he's like, I'll be in touch. Thanks for talking to me. Bye. (laughs) Sorry that you cheated on your husband, but not my problem. Oh my God. That's funny. I'm just looking at uh, this woman's her credits oh i thought you were gonna say her neck tattoo she has a very intense neck tattoo not did you really i didn't notice that i was more like 
I thought it was ridiculous that how many days is this later? And her husband is still forcing her to wear this fucking costume. It's the same outfit. And it looks like I, it looks like one of those sexy bar wench costumes you get at the party store. A hundred percent. It's, this is a Halloween costume through and through. I need to show you her tattoo. Show me that. Oh, I've almost got it. Her hair like flips back a little bit. I can't wait to see this tattoo. Do you think it's oh, real? Oh, it's huge. Pardon? Do you think it's like something she has? That's in what real I was thinking. Life? So you see it at 2120. Oh, ah, 2123. <laughs> 2123. Okay. Let's do this. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, it's on could- the back. Oh, yeah. It's like the top of her neck. It's like a or flower the, sorry, the, right below her neck. It's like a huge flower. Yeah, I see it. It's like a poinsettia. Yes. It looks like the kind of flower that like you doodle. Yeah, it doesn't in look class. Like... Sorry, Lindsay. I'm sure sorry, Lindsay, you, know, you probably had it removed since. Then. Oh, interesting. Her middle name is Poinsett. The actress? Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. I well, that would make why sense. She has then. it. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a poinsettia on her back. Cool. Now we figured out the mystery. Wow. I was just curious about her because she had an interesting name and she has done a, a ton of work, obviously, but she's doing, uh, she has a voice on Bob's burgers right now. Really? Yeah, apparently. Huh. Yeah. Oh, she was in Star Trek Enterprise. She's a busy lady, I'm telling you. I was waiting to see if she was on Angel. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) No, I looked through. And I have something to tell you about Angel. Tell me. That I found out today that was shocking to me. And I can't believe. I can't believe I didn't know this before this show started. I may as well tell you now, but you probably know this already, but I didn't know this. You may have told me and I didn't hear you or I wasn't listening that day, (laughs) but Hodgins was on angel. What? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. He did three episodes of angel. He was in, he did Mark finish that game. I need to text Mark right now. Oh, I know um, he does a game. He does voices on games and stuff. For but sure. he did a voice on Mark really likes this game Horizon. So there was yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. And then there was, I got him for his birthday, like the sequel to it. And we were like watching this show or watch. Oh, sorry. I was watching him play this game. Yeah. Like, this, and you recognize the voice. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> and I looked it up and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he did um lots of actors do that. Lots of actors do uh, video game voiceover and stuff. It's a good gig. You just go and do talk and yeah, get paid. So it's good. It's pretty sweet. But yeah, when I found out today that because I was online trying to figure out if somebody had connected all of the people that were on Bones and Angel and or Buffy with David Boreanis. 
And when they, somebody wrote right away, like, oh, besides the fact that TJ Tyne was on Angel for three episodes. And I was like, what? That's so <laughs> nuts. I wonder if he got him the job as Hodgins. Again, I need Mark to did not finish Horizon. Oh, well, Mark, what I is he doing so. with his life? I know. Why isn't he playing right now? It's 1024. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why. Exactly. <laughs> well, we end up back at the lab with Hodgins and Brennan and Zach and they're looking at this finger for anything that they can find on it and they notice this like little hole in the Mm -hmm. in this finger yeah and Brennan's thinking okay maybe it could be some sort of weapon maybe a man-made hole so she tasks Zach with figuring out what type of weapon could have made a similar mark and if there's any similar marks on, and they want to figure out if there's any sim- similar marks on Macy, she tells Zach that he's not allowed to let the bone out of his sight. And yeah. when she leaves the room, Zach looks very worried to have that he's like, responsibility. What do I do now? But I think before this, she are, she had visited with the coroner or the ME to look at x-rays because they're trying to figure out how Macy died, like a cause of death with Macy and they're trying to find a weapon that might have been used and so the coroner decided that he died a certain way and she's just she's like i don't know like it looks she's not sure like how is this where she's not sure macy how macy died and she's not yeah emmy's right they're kind of trying to be he's explaining that that this victim was um was strangled but she was looking at the way that the like the vertebrae were were fractured and she was thinking that based on how his neck was broken they think that yeah he was lifted and twisted yeah yeah in a certain way it was very specific and she has a realization that Mm -hmm. something damaged the bone and it didn't happen 300 years ago and then she stops and is like wait a minute and then she kind of just walks off and booth yeah. is looking confused and and yeah. here he's smirking because he thinks he won some argument i don't i don't know he's being creepy. he's just a weirdo <laughs> he's a weirdo but they don't actually like she doesn't think that that's actually how this person was killed yeah but she doesn't really push that any further she she has this realization and when right. she gets back to the lab um they're looking at this this finger Mm-hmm. And Zach is holding up possible weapons, pointing out like a filament used for an angioplasty, some sort of wire, an acupuncture needle. Yes. <laughs> he was healed to death, like <laughs> was what Booth said. I know Booth goes, What? Do you think he was healed to death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because exactly. there's a hole in the bone that's very it's it what do I want to say? Well, we find out what you want to say in this scene, so you can go ahead and say it. Well, this where she thinks something modern was used. It's something that's very precise. It's not a jagged hole. It's a very precisely drilled hole in the bone. So then we are introduced to, on the lab platform, this gentleman who wheels in a skeleton in a case. Because they, they, they figure out that that she thinks that the bones were clean and treated yes so basically she thinks that these bones were on display at some yes. point 
Yes. So they bring in this expert. Right. Cause that's where bones go or boots. Cause who has 300 year old bones? Yeah. Like, uh, well, like, someone in, in somebody, someone at the Jeffersonian, this nice yeah. guy, Harley Frankel, who is the curator of the Jeffersonian's museum. And he is mm-hmm. very friendly and very patient. And when Brennan opens up the case, which has this yeah. wonderful display of a pirate skeleton. Yeah. And she pulls out a bone, even though Frankel is like, oh my God, what are you doing? She like kind of looks at the bone and then she just snaps it in half and shows him that the bones are acrylic, that they're fake. He's absolutely horrified. Wow. <laughs> He's like, where is my pirate? Where's my sailor? And they realize that the bones have been stolen and replaced. Mm-hmm. And the bones that they just found at the bottom of the shaft were what was in the case. When his guy showed up with this skeleton, it wasn't clear to me that he worked at the Jeffersonian, that these bones were at the Jeffersonian, that any of this was happening at the Institute. Like I had no concept. Like it was a weird transition to just all of a sudden there's a guy with a big yeah. display case with bones in it. I was like, with no explanation as to who he was. I was like, I guess and like we'll so quick, out. so quickly. <laughs> no, it was wild. I think at the very end of this scene, he says that he curated the exhibit for the Jeffersonian himself. So at that point he... I was like, oh. Yeah, but then I didn't know if he was work there or if he was from outside and he True. came from Assateague Bay and he just you know what I mean like I didn't know if he brought it with I don't know maybe he drove for four <laughs> and a half hours who knows anyway, it doesn't matter because the next scene is very very important we have two of our favorite guys in the same room I mean I wouldn't We're, call Colin my favorite but tell me I what love is going Colin. on <laughs> I love Colin so much Colin is not here to play your reindeer games. Colin is all business. Colin is here to set the record straight and get you <laughs> moving in the right direction to get shit done. Yes. He doesn't have time. This guy, Colin, actually, and I thought that was really fascinating because they go to Goodman's office and Colin is there and he's trying to make sense of this whole case because he wants to know what the hell's going on here. So basically he's helping us with a bit of exposition. We And uh, we find out that the bones were from the Jeffersonian, as we said, they were stolen. They were planted in the shaft, retrieved, and then stolen again from the Jeffersonian. And Colin Brutal. says that uh, Goodman has a security problem. And then Goodman says, well, you know, as soon as I find out who did this, there's going to be a murder problem. And then Booth, <laughs> Doesn't know why Colin is there, which I love. It's like, why are you even here? And then <laughs> Colin said that the Department of Defense called him down there because of Branson Rose's uh, contacts. And he's like, Branson Rose is really upset. And Colin wants him to wrap up the investigation because he's getting a ton of grief. Yeah. And then uh, what was it? Um, Booth starts making some convoluted metaphor about the goose laying the golden eggs and that somebody obviously planted the skeleton in there so that Branson would continue funding the dig. And then Goodman tells Brennan to like translates uh, Booth's metaphor to Brennan and says, basically, it's a hoax. And then 
Brennan's like, why can't you just be clear? Like Goodman, like what is wrong with you, Booth? Like, why do you have to make everything so convoluted? So crazy. Oh my God. And then uh, was it Goodman offers Colin the, uh, he says, why don't I can have Brennan explain to you how they found out that this was all bogus. And then Colin's like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't need Brennan to do it. I'm fine. I hate Brennan. I won't give her a gun. I don't even want to deal with her. <laughs> oh my God. That was a perfect summary of exactly what happened. That was a long scene that you just summarized so beautifully. Well, Colin is, like I said, he likes to get shit done. So he basically gives everybody the orders and he says, okay, Goodman, I'm going to offer you some help with the security breach. And then he says to Booth to work with Giles on the Giles angle of the murder. And then he just leaves. And what I found interesting is that I think Goodman is intimidated by Colin. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. For sure. I thought that was really interesting. It's two powerful people kind of working together, but. We are at the weirdest scene ever where um, Hodgins <laughs> is bonding with that guy, Dane. Yes. Um, and he, Hodgins is basically just bragging to him that like the Jeffersonian does whatever he tells them to do because he has three doctorates and he wants to go back down in the pit. And if he says that he wants to go back, back down in the pit, that they'll let him do that because he's this important guy. Well, and I he, just love how they're drinking beers together and Hodgins is basically getting drunk and just being all like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I want to go. Oh yeah. Like loose lips too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Dane is like loving it though. He seems to be really, really enjoying Hodgins's company. You know what? I have to say this was kind of nice. I liked it. Like, cause Dane seemed sort of weirdly intimidating and all that stuff and kind of like an angry dude yeah but i love he actually likes hodgins so oh yeah you can tell that they're bonding like he respects him (laughs) and he like realizes that hodgins wants to go back down and he i think he likes that that he like is that he's as interested in this pit as he is that he is genuinely interested not just in it for the money like some of the other people he's working with. Why would Hodgins um, be in it for the money? Well, Hodgins is already way too rich to care about money. <laughs> but at the end of the scene, they kind of like cheers and they both go, Arr, matey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's actually so sweet. Yeah. But Booth, we're, we're back at the marina during the day. It's next day, yeah. Yeah, next day. So that scene was at night. So the next day. Mm-hmm. um booth brennan and hardwick are walking together t- uh chatting um and hardwick is kind of like well you don't have the bones like how do you even know that they're fake which i thought was interesting and he's kind of yeah. like wait you think i did this didn't you mm-hmm. they kind of tell him like yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> They think but, that he uh, killed Macy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they think that he killed Macy, but he makes a point because they think that if they find treasure that he would want to get Macy out of the picture because then he would get all of the, like he would get everything to himself. But that's something that was sort of told to them by, no, that's not true. That's what they were assuming. But um, what's her face? The Katie, 
the pirate queen had been right. saying that Macy had said that they were going to split up because that Macy and Hardwick were going to split up because Hardwick doesn't really care oh. about the business and Macy's <laughs> the one who uh, does <laughs> all the diving and this. yeah I I I just thought this was so interesting, but it turns out that that's just what Macy would tell women. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm the hero. My partner, he's like a deadbeat. I'm the heroic <laughs> explorer. Um, that was his line. That's this what he was his like. Women. Yeah, this was like his line for women. But there was no like he would say this, but his their partnership was intact. Like at no point yeah. did they ever intend to to split up. Bros before hoes. Exactly. Definitely bros before hoes. Um, and he, at this point is like, listen, like whatever you need, I'm giving you full access to the books. You don't need a search warrant. You can take, you can take a look at anything you need. My life is not better off without Macy. Yeah. I miss him. Like in no way I would never have killed him. And they kind of consider this and they're like, okay, yeah, let's, good point and he just kind of walks away like in yeah. all the scenes where he's in he just ends up walking away everyone walks away it's so weird <laughs> it's like i'm done with this conversation goodbye <laughs> uh, goodbye so oh, i'm gonna okay back oh, take over lab. this next yeah tell tell me more about what happens <laughs> at the jeffersonian because i love this with angela working and goodman. in the lab we've got angela and goodman pairing up they're doing a little experiment to figure out how long it takes to go from the bone room to steal the bones and get it out of there. So he has Angela timing this on a stopwatch. And during this whole time, Goodman sort of, she keeps asking Goodman questions like, why are we doing this? Like, can't you get somebody from security to do this? Wouldn't they be more qualified? I'm an amateur. I don't know what I'm doing. What's going on. And then Goodman sort of during this, he's completely ignoring all of her questions and he's just sort of pontificating and thinking like, okay, if I go here and let, let's see how much time would it take to do this? And they're, they're just kind of ignoring all of her questions. Yeah. And like and saying they, hi to people. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, hi, how are you? Baby? How's your baby? Whatever. And then uh, he tells her to stop the stopwatch and she turns and they're actually in front of the security office. So then she, it dawns on her that, oh, he doesn't want security involved because he suspects someone from security of doing the theft yeah is they and she sorry no i just my favorite <laughs> she says oh okay you must think i'm an idiot for not figuring that out <laughs> and he goes he says no no it's okay i was grandstanding i can be like that sometimes <laughs> it is true though but so also funny. she probably should have known that some of what they were doing because they figure out that the cameras were off for one minute and 46 seconds. Yeah. And then immediately after this, they're like, he's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously they're trying to figure out like who the killer or not the, who, who the thief was. Yeah. Anyway, he was just playing. Obviously it was just for, it was comedy. Pure oh, yeah. comedy. <laughs> it was so wonderful, but they did figure out. So yeah. they figure out who it was very quickly very quickly <laughs> this poor guy he's like i just did it for a couple hundred bucks like i'm stealing like what's the harm it's it's not like he's a family grieving for him it's 300 years old 
<laughs> this guy is so sweaty. He's oh so God, sweaty. So sweaty. He immediately confesses. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just did it for a couple. Of- then, of course, Booth puts a piece oh, of yeah. paper in front of him and says, Oh, a couple hundred bucks, eh? So, what's your inheritance? $10,000 <laughs> transfer to your account. And he's like, <laughs> he's, Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he's so fired, man. I was oh like, my Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Meat. Oh my God. They're telling him that he could get eight years in jail for grand theft. Oh my God. He's like, I'll quit. I'll give the money back. I'll do whatever it takes. Like, don't send me to jail. (laughs) Then they ask him who told you to steal these bones. So they show him two. He said he gives two pictures. One is of Macy dead on the slab in the morgue. And one is of Giles Hardwick. And he goes, uh you know who who asked you to do this and he said which time yeah the well this guy first but he looked better <laughs> as he points to like Maybe. a picture of him like on a like, on a slab he was so great he's like he looked way better when i met him the first time <laughs> I, was, I was like oh i hope he did because he's dead in that he's photo. Dead. <laughs> oh my god and then just to top this whole scene off which is already funny enough booth is like you know what i think we need a better screening process down at the museum and goodman (laughs) points out that this is an ironic statement because they contract their security out to the fbi (laughs) (laughs) and then booth is like oh oh (laughs) oops it was so funny i loved it so much this is a wonderful scene this whole this whole episode was really really well done oh, it was so good but then i was thinking how goodman didn't use have that same attitude with colin in the room yeah yeah less playful i guess mm-hmm. yeah or like less attitude maybe because like you said he's intimidated by him but we'd end up back oh my god <laughs> they just keep going back and forth and back and forth like it's next door four and a half hours later so it's nighttime they're um making their way through piles of dirt and digging equipment at the excavation site they're thinking that hardwick is the murderer so they're there to arrest hardwick um and you can hear some bagpipe music being played in the distance for some reason i don't know why that was the music they chose so they're walking over and they're walking they're walking toward the area that hodgins and Dane, Dane. Mm-hmm. Dane, I wanted to call him Daryl for a second. Dane, <laughs> we're drinking the night before. I'm assuming the night before. I don't wait, The timeline here is very confusing. I think it was um, the night before, yeah. So the night before. And they see Hardwick. They can see the back of Hardwick's head. Yeah. Um, he's sitting in a lawn chair. There's a bottle of liquor and a glass on a table nearby. But mm-hmm. he's not responding when when they're calling his name. And as they get closer, they realize that he's dead. And he appears to have been strangled Mm -hmm. perhaps in the same way that macy was as well but (laughs) brennan looks at the body and is like maybe we're looking for someone else (laughs) (laughs) you think so uh, they have to uh the next scene they're with the coroner our friend harry and says that giles also had a crushed larynx just like macy Mm -hmm. and I don't know why, but Booth threatens to beat Harry up. He must have made some sort of comment. Booth threatens to beat up Harry, the coroner slash medical examiner, and 
Harry goes, he acts like he would really like that. He would like Booth to beat him up. Oh my God. <laughs> or, or Brennan. Like Brennan is Brennan is like wanting to beat him up too. <laughs> yeah, he's just Harry's just being a creepy guy. Oh so yeah. then Brennan figures that she figures that the both the victims were killed in a certain way. The way that their necks were snapped. And were she's like acting it out on, on Harry, Harry, who is a massive <laughs> pervert. <laughs> oh my god. And then god. the way she does it, because of the her head movement and everything, the way she sort of turns Harry's head and then lifts it a little or lifts and turns it. Booth says that's a special forces move. That's something that's done in the special forces. Yeah. Like they teach this as a kill technique or something. And Brennan, as always, is like, have you done that to people? <laughs> and he's like, no, but our murderer is special forces. Like, you're always asking these ridiculous question, questions. She asked him if he's ever done that. Oh my God. Is that one of the things you've done? Um, <laughs> Harry, though, is so creepy. Like, he's smiling. Yeah. As, like, she's still holding his head. And yeah. he's like, that must really frustrate you that I miss that, Brennan. <laughs> He's like, punish me, please. Like, ooh, put that leather suit on. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so now we end what? up back with our mil- our billionaire, right? Yeah. And he's with his lawyer because at this point he's a suspect because he has special air services, according to his internet bio. He has oh special god. air services experience. Brittany. Um yes. this scene is just go. This is so oh, this is like Melania Trump talking about all the things that she did so it turns out he's just your typical billionaire and he completely talked up his experience in experience with special the special air forces how do you know that Brittany? how do you know know that that he talked up because brennan wants has this theory that he probably wasn't actually in the special special forces and decides to take (laughs) it upon herself to slap him yeah and turns over to uh to booth and is like um with someone who was in the special forces do you think that they would have reacted to that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the lawyer is like oh my god this is assault like i know the lawyer is freaking out she slaps him the one time and she's like uh does this look like somebody who's been in the special forces they react that way and then they're blah, 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 yelling and yelling oh yeah and, and then she goes up and slaps him again <laughs> so like funny. because she wants to give him a warning that time because maybe like he got the jump on him yeah 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 she's <laughs> oh like are you God. ready are you ready? I'm going to slap you Are you, you ready? Now. She slaps him. He doesn't do anything. Oh, my God. So and they, the they lawyer's figure like, out- we're going to sue you. And he's like, do you think I want my name in the paper saying I sued a woman for slapping me? <laughs> so they just walk off. Like, they figure out that this guy does not, that it was just PR. Like, he didn't do anything with the special air forces, special air services. Right. So this guy is not their suspect he can't even stop a woman although brennan can beat anyone up from slapping him so maybe not yeah dane and hodgins though are because we're jumping back and forth like it's a one minute drive dane and hodgins yeah, but it's nighttime are, it is nighttime so there is that so i i would assume that this is one full day later because well, yeah, they found the his body at night giles's body exactly so now it's the day later 
So this is two days later from when they were drinking beers together. Yes. So Dane is prepping Hodgins for a dive. Yep. Dane is kind of saying like, are you going to get in trouble for this? And he's like, and Hodgins is like not really concerned because he has three degrees and he's doing research and whether the, whether the shaft was salted or not, he's like convinced that there's something down there. Right. Um, so he wants to go down and Dane agrees. So he says, let's do this. He gets him into place and down he goes. I know. I was like, are they drunk again? Oh my God. It's the middle of the night. Like, I don't know why. I know. Um, unfortunately. So at this point we've met a lot of characters, right? Right. We've met Macy, although he was dead when we met him. Yes. We've met the creepy Harry, although yes. he's unrelated to the case, just yeah. he's the coroner. Right. We've met Macy's partner that I can't remember the name of at this Giles very moment. Hardwick. Thank you. <laughs> we figured Branson out that, he, Rose. that he's dead. So he didn't kill him. He didn't right. kill Macy. Branson Rose can't even fight off a girl, although Brennan <laughs> can stand up for herself. Yes. And Dane. Mm-hmm. Well, and the mayor and the pirate wench, but those people didn't kill anyone. So at this point I'm going, Hodgins just went down that, whatever it's called. It went for this dive. Yeah. And Dane is the only character that hasn't really been questioned so yeah. far as a killer. So I'm going, right. he's by himself with him. Yeah. That's not good. And uh, Booth agrees. He's in his vehicle with Brennan. Mm-hmm. This is our, right. our nice SUV scene. <laughs> I have and to he... find a car song. Yeah. Driving in the car with Brennan and Booth. <laughs> <laughs> They're going so fast. <laughs> For four and a half hours. <laughs> oh my god what a long drive oh Oh my god such a long drive hopefully they like each other well we were talking before during one of the previous scenes we were talking about how dean had said that hodgins had swam like a squid yeah and brennan's like no no he said squint and booth was like see he didn't say squint i said squint but squid is military slang for a sailor so he's calling it in to the, the FBI dispatch and, and giving the details of this guy, of his name, and asking what branch of the military he served in. And sure enough, right, we find out after another scene, but I'm going to skip ahead, that he had served as a chief petty officer in the Naval Special Warfare. So he right. was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. What happens though with Dane and Hodgins? They're just kind of, he's just kind of going down. They're just having a nice little conversation. Hodgins is singing Yo Ho Ho and a bottle of rum. Listen, Hodgins is having the time of his life. Oh. But my thing is, is that, yeah, so we cut between like Hodgins, like having a great time in the water. But then Booth and Brendan pull up to the dig site and the lights are on. They notice that Dane is over by the shaft. And he's like, what's he doing here? As they get out of the car, that's when Booth says to Brennan, so Dane was a Navy SEAL. And then Brennan goes, <laughs> well, so what? You were a guide. And he goes, I wasn't a guide, Brennan. I was a ranger. There's a difference. Guides <laughs> like sell cookies and stuff. I did different things than that. And she says, 
are rangers afraid of seals? <laughs> and he goes like, ah, oh, no. no, rangers aren't afraid of anything. But, but you know, Navy, Navy seals are pretty good. <laughs> seals, yeah, they're they're uh, yeah, they're pretty good. And then they keep walking. Good. They oh keep walking. They talk to me about Dane. how Brennan is an idiot. Well, it just cracks me up because the way Booth says, but seals are pretty good though. And then they walk towards the shack where Dane is and they very quickly accuse him of killing these two men, of killing Macy and Hardwick. <laughs> and he kind of doesn't deny it. Like Dane doesn't deny killing oh. these two guys. Yeah. And he does this thing where he pulls up the air hose where Hodgins is like, it's his life depending on his air hose. And oh, he's yeah. threatening to cut it. And Booth pulls out his gun. So they have this sort of standoff. And while the standoff is happening, Hodgins is in the water having a great time. This is where he's oh, like, yeah. yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. And he's like, la, 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 la. And he's talking to Dane like they're good buddies. Like, oh, I can't wait to go down here. It's going to be so great. We're going to find so much treasure and da, 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 da. <laughs> Anyways, all he has no concept of the drama that's unfolding above. No, the only the only hint of a problem is when he needs a little bit more slack on his line, mm-hmm. and he's trying to talk to Dean. Yeah, and he's not responding to him. Right, but he's like, okay, you know what? Like, I'll just I'll take a sample, no problem. And what does he find? Well, during all this drama that's happening above where they're having a standoff and Hodgins is in the water, Hodgins reaches a certain point in the shaft and he finds a gold coin and it's really exciting. He starts flipping out. He goes, oh my God, this is so fucking cool. And Dane really wants to look at the monitor to see the coin because there's oh, yeah. a camera. He's like, like, Hodgins has a camera so you can see everything on the computer monitor. But if Dane looks at the monitor, he's going to get shot. <laughs> so and he's like just tell me what's on the screen <laughs> come on guys like just tell me what he's got tell me some they're, slack they're not going to tell him what's on the screen they're not going to tell him what's there so then oh, yeah. booth shoots the monitor so that dane isn't distracted by what's happening below yeah and then brennan steps in and tries to appeal to dane's sort of emotional conscience yeah. saying this is what your brother would have wanted he would have wanted you to you know see this through and you know not hurt any more people and blah 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 so she appeals to his emotional side and how yeah. that work out it actually did work he is frustrated about it but he yanks he thinks about it a while and he he yanks the knife away from the hose and pushes the hose down to the water brennan's frozen in place kind of like her arms outstretched like waiting to see what he's going to do next booth at that point he doesn't lower his gun but he ends up just stabbing it into the grid next to his foot and it's over the the knife like he just puts down the knife basically frustratingly and then we assume that hodgins was brought back up at that point after or during dane's arrest right so he does go quietly somewhat it was a little bit of a standoff but Brennan actually did convince him to sort of slow his role <laughs> <laughs> and not murder anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, so I guess we get the debrief or the 
denouement, like after everything happened. So we're assuming Dane was arrested and everything. So we're back at the lab and everybody's talking about this gold coin that uh, Hodgins dug up out of the shaft. What does he say? Hodgins is so excited <laughs> that, yeah. that he found this, but basically he doesn't get to keep it. He can't, he can't take his eyes off the coin, but Goodman is trying to take it from him and he's holding on to it. So, so, so strongly yeah. and several seconds of like back and forth pulling. Then Hodgins eventually, eventually lets go of it. They have the pirate skeleton, the authenticated one back in its home. And they basically conclude that that skeleton would probably be happier at the bottom of the shaft with the other pirates but that's fine because we're going to end the scene with all of the <laughs> with zach and booth and hodgins yelling "Arr, matey <laughs> so they're living the dream well did we did we talk about angela oh angela and brennan are just exchanging a look like basically tr- barely keeping it together well, Angela um, did the sketch of Hodgins as a pirate. Oh, oh yes, I forgot. Because she did this really funny sketch of Hodgins with a pirate hat on oh and stuff. God. And they're all laughing their asses off. And then finally, Brendan starts laughing because it's really funny. But I was really curious about a few things, like whether or not anything was actually found like this, right? In the ocean, you want to know if, what's the history of these kinds of finds. Yeah. And then I was also interested in this doubloon, the specific type of coin that was made by the silversmith named Ephraim Brasher, I think their name was, in the 1700s. And I was just reading about the history. Yeah, Ephraim Brasher. Is it a real a gold- thing? Yes, the doubloon itself is a real thing. He was he that person was a goldsmith and a silversmith. And so he would cool. mint coins and they said that uh, this coin was valued at around 16 Spanish dollars at the time. And I'm just looking at one uh, surviving gold coin weighing 26.6 grams and composed of 0.917 carat uh, or 22 carat gold was sold at public auction for $625,000. Whoa. But in uh, 2005, there they sold a whole bunch of brasher doubloons and I think they sold for like $3 million or something like that. So each coin is worth, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's quite fascinating. That is really cool. It is cool. Buried treasure is cool. Apparently when I like, when I look into this, it says that the money pit is actually located on like everything they're talking about it actually happened on oak island yes so they they chose to talk about Assateague island like yeah. as a place i guess in the states but really everything that's taking place outside of this fictional world right is um oak island right which you can learn about on the uh show on history the curse of oak island you can watch yeah, as Oak many seasons as, as you'd like. They find a coin or two eventually. 
I know, right? <laughs> but but you're gonna find stuff. Of course, you're gonna find yeah. stuff. But it's an island in Nova Scotia. There's been tons and tons of books written about it. We read a book in school growing up about Oak Island, and it was like a kids coming of age book about yeah. Oak Island. It's called like the Treasure of Oak Island or something like that. That's cool. That was a book written many many moons ago. But it's like it's been around forever. I, I never thought it was a big deal because we grew up uh, hearing yeah. about it. It wasn't a big deal. And then now they have this stupid TV show. Greg's dad watched that show on loop. Like anytime we go to Bancroft or something, he'd have the TV on, be watching an, uh, the Oak Island show. Like they would show like, you know, 24 hour marathons of it. And stuff. Yeah. And he just, oh, yeah, Mark and I have it. seen a bunch of it. We, we loved, loved it. it. Except like it's it's good Why for like two seasons. It? It's good at first because you're like, oh, they're gonna find something, and then they don't. Oh, it's like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> no way, man. I don't have yeah. time for that. No way. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. What'd you think of it? What'd you think of this episode? I like this episode. It was a welcomed. Um, it was a welcomed little fun episode. What about you? Yeah, I like. I think I like this direction they're going in where everyone's working together. Yes. Yeah. And everyone's skills are being used. No, like side Um, plots. There's no real like pigeon, like sort of what's that called when you like try to like force a plot line. And now I feel like everyone's skills are being used on some, some way. It's not just playing paying lip service although angela didn't have a very big role in this no episode what did she do she did the timing with goodman and she was there just drawing of hodgins at the end she drew hodgins exactly but i didn't feel like they were shoehorning her into scenes do you know what i mean like yeah. she was actually just there doing her job, but having yeah. a good time, you know, Booth again, just, ugh, what I think a wonderful so man. Great. Yeah. I just love him. Brennan sunglasses. We didn't even talk about oh, it. Oh God. The orange sunglasses. They're oh so my God. Bad. Booth is I'm wearing surprised. nice ones now though. Yeah. He's got his Ray-Bans now. He's good. He's They're good. fine. He's good. Yes. He's fine. He's always fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Fine. Uh, I don't have much to say about the show. There's absolutely zero character development, except, you know, obviously Hodgins was having the time of his life. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was quite fun, like just the drinking beers and, you know, chit, just talking shop and being unpretentious about his education on in a way, like just going, yeah, yeah man, what are they going to say? I got three doctorates, like just yeah, kind like, of, who cares? But, <laughs> but not being a snob about it, you know, yeah. I just thought that was really fun. Now it was a pure, pure joy, pure joy. And Good I know, episode. like you said, there's going to be some heavy ones coming. Yeah. The next one is really heavy. It's nice to have a, a little respite in between, yeah. you know, so that we don't have to deal with too much trauma. Definitely. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us on this week's Squidcast. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. You're the best. Thank you, Kelly. You are All awesome. Right. No, you're the best. Have a great night. Thank you, babe. Bye. 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 <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany can be found at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins!